T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. Thursday editions of Sports Daily always a good time, and that will not change today. we got a great show for you coming up. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here with you on this Thursday on KFH. Chad Chambers producing for us. Here we go. We are smack in the middle of it. Read something that this is the first, uh, something like the 25th or 26th time that we've had an MLB NBA, NFL, and NHL game all on the same night. That's pretty wild. Uh, but that's what happens when you get the Major League Baseball postseason underway. In the NBA season now, the opening night unofficially in the books. Thursday night football. A lot of stuff to get to. We've got Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, to preview K-State TCU in clearly the biggest game of the year for the Cats. we got our betting expert, Chelsea Messenger, stopping by to Give us a look ahead at some of the best bets this weekend. Here we go, Tommy. We're chugging right along in the fall. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. A lot going on. We're getting ready for the Wichita Thunder home opener this Saturday at Interest Bank Arena. Last night was our uh, Thunder season ticket holder kickoff party at Chicken and Pickles. So uh, we had that going on uh, yesterday. So I'm a little tired this morning, but uh, we're good and, and ready to get into it on a Thursday. Yeah, it's uh it's a good time. Thunder, here we go. Um it's, it's it's hockey in Wichita is right in the middle of it all. So, um congratulations to everybody that is headed to that Thunder opener on us here at Sports Daily. Uh excited about that as well. Just a wild and crazy day, Tommy, and while we're at it, you might as well throw in significant conference realignment news, which is always uh which is always a blast, right? Which is always in the in the mix these days, but it sounds like for Big 12 fans, and we saw this week at Media Days, Brett Yormark sort of hinted this, uh, that there could be a deal rather soon. Dennis Dodd reporting yesterday, really last night, that the Big 12 could secure a new media rights deal with current partners, which would be Fox and ESPN, in a matter of weeks. 
and your mark seems to think, Tommy, that it could be an even bigger deal than what they operate under currently, despite the fact that they won't have Texas or Oklahoma. I mean, that's remarkable. If your mark can pull that off and actually get more money for the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma, uh, I, I mean, come on. Like, that that just shows um, how aggressive um, and, and determined your mark is as commissioner of this conference to be able to push forward, you know, with, with, uh, you know, several new schools coming in, um, but being able to, to do that, knowing that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving in a couple of years. That's pretty amazing. Can I make a prediction for you? Sure. I will predict this, that this deal does in fact get done within the next month. I will predict that it does in fact top the dollars of the previous deal. And I will predict that there will be new teams added to the big 12. Really? I think okay. that I, I think, and I don't now. I don't know if it will be PAC 12 teams, but I think that the big 12 and your Mark and the way he's talking about being forward thinking and a good salesman and creative ideas and reaching big cities, even when, you know, you may not be there and becoming a national brand. I think hitting that fourth time zone matters to that. I think he's telling us that without telling us that. And I think the piece that might need to be in place first, we've all maybe been, and again, this is speculative on my part at best. It's just sort of my guess at, at the sequence of events happening. I think we've thought about this maybe backwards and thought, the Big 12 needs to get these teams to sweeten the TV deal. But I think the reality may be the Big 12 needs to get the TV deal to lure the teams in. Those things would have to happen simultaneously, obviously, because the TV network, you would want them to know what you can offer them to get the highest dollar. So I... I, I sort of suspect now that there's something else big happening here if he's confident enough to publicly put out there that – because, Tommy, if he doesn't get bigger money now, he looks like a fool for saying it, right? The, the level of confidence he has to have to even put it out there because that's those are words out of his mouth, not not somebody else talking to unnamed sources, right? That's your mark saying that. Yeah, and he's so, flat out coming out and saying, hey, look, yeah. this is something that we're going to be working on. And He's uh, not going to do we, that if it's yeah. not in place. He's, he's, not, he's smarter than that because he looks, he looks like he failed now if that doesn't happen because he's the yeah, one that set that expectation. Right, and we, we've talked about for weeks now uh, about how the Big 12 is positioning itself against the Pac-12 and how that's been going on for a number of months now. And the schools that, you know, potentially the Big 12 could target – uh, are schools that I'm sure would love to be in a, a rights deal that is finalized. And at least they know what's going on. They know the share that they're going to get where, you know, I think what makes this so intriguing is the fact that, as, as we all know, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are currently negotiating at the same time. And so whoever gets the deal done first is probably the conference that's going to be able to lure at least a handful of schools, you know, to either stay with their conference for the for the Pac-12 or come over to the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, look, these things can change on a day-to-day -day basis, but it seems fairly clear that the Big 12 has a leg up at this point because the Pac-12 has been so focused on the old ways and not looking ahead. And they're still at the point where 
they're trying to make sure that they don't lose Oregon and Washington and Cal and Stanford and all these teams to the Big Ten, which, by the way, the Big Ten, no matter what the Big 12 does here, the Big Ten's going to be a better opportunity for any school. So I'm not saying that I think that Brett Yormark and the Big 12 are going to swoop in and steal Oregon, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. That'd be great, but I don't think that's going to happen. I It could. I mean, it could if, if things fall flat with the Big Ten, and that, that conversation has fizzled, too, on the potential to add those. I just think that in a forward-thinking way, you can structure this TV deal to say, let's put in clear language right now that says, for someone else to come in, wink, wink, this will become the deal if that ha- You know what I mean? Like, let's build in the things to this contract now to allow ourselves to continue to try to pursue the West Coast time zone. Let's build those into the TV deal now, and then we can let those prospective teams know exactly what they have on the table. So if you want to go to Utah— if you want to go to Colorado or Arizona or Arizona State or really anybody, I mean, probably outside of Oregon State or Washington State in the Pac-12, or even if you want to go to San Diego State or Boise State or, you know, whatever it might be, right? Like, that's that's in place. Here's what's on the table for you if you do this. And I just – and I've I've done this too. I think maybe we've been thinking about it backwards because – and this is why I'm glad Brett Yormark's in that position. Why wait for that? Why wait for the unknown rather than try to control what you do know? And what the Big 12 does know is that competitively, its league is going to be fantastic with the new structure, even without Texas and Oklahoma, right? It's going to be really, really, really good. And if your Mark's thoughts to generate revenue and make this more attractive is to play the Big 12 tournament at Madison Square Garden, like, who cares? Great. Go for it. Don't, it doesn't means nothing. Don't care. Have fun. We'll watch it on TV. Like, if that's going to make it better for the schools and make it better for the league, and those are the decisions you have to make. I mean, one, one idea tossed around in the Dennis Dodd article is increasing ticket prices for the Big 12 basketball tournament. Okay. I mean, if it's that simple, what the hell we've been waiting for, Right. Like that's why that's why I'm glad that your marks there, because I think he's attacking this in the way that we knew somebody had to attack it. And that's to be the aggressor here and to push things around. Sitting back was never a good option in this. And and the Big 12 learned that real quick when Texas and Oklahoma left, but it adapted and it has evolved. And again, I don't think your marks throwing statements around like I think it's going to be a bigger deal because I'm a good salesman, if he doesn't know it's going to be a bigger deal, because there would be no benefit to doing that, right? That's not a negotiating tactic. That's setting yourself up for failure if you're not going to achieve that goal. So I think he is going to achieve that goal. And I think in order to achieve that goal, the West Coast becomes a big part of that. And it sounds like his vision is coast to coast anyway. So go get some of those teams. Right. And and if you're ESPN or Fox – and you look at a potential Big 12 that includes the West Coast, and then you're looking at a Pac-12 that only is the West Coast, I mean, what's more lucrative? What broadcast windows are more lucrative at that point if you're those networks and you're looking to negotiate a deal? Um, and I, think, I don't think that we can stress enough, and, and I've, I've, I've thought this since day one, the difference 
between Brett Yormark and Bob Bowlesby. And I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to talk down on what Bob Bowlesby, I mean, you know, he was, he was commissioner for a long time of the big 12. Um, but he's the same guy that sat in front of the Texas legislature. And this is in Dennis Dodd's article and said that the loss of Texas and Oklahoma would decrease the value of the conference by 50%. So there was no uh, forward thinking. There was no aggressiveness. There was no, all right, what are we going to do to move forward? And, you know, you look at the last media rights deal, the Big 12 was kind of left with the scraps. You know, you had all these premier conferences with great TV windows, great TV deals with, with great networks. The Big 12 got ESPN Plus when ESPN Plus was not what ESPN Plus is now. And so uh, they, they kind of got the scraps. And so you, you, it's just a night and day difference between the former commissioner and the current commissioner. And Brett Yormark is exactly what this conference needed to survive at exactly the right time when you're losing arguably the two, biggest, the two biggest schools that they've got. Well, he's still got to get the deal done. Um, I just like the way it's going so far, right? He's still got to close the deal. You, you know, you can be a good salesman all you want. If you don't close the deal, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's still important. I, I agree with you completely, though. And in Dodd's article, he points out that for the Pac-12 teams that may be on the fence, like a, str- a streaming deal is not going to be as attractive to them if they can get, you know, hard cable network type television and that's and your mark knows this and he said it in his quotes this week but like it's still king right like we work in a world where live sports is king it is think of a think of a really successful company let's use chick-fil-a right chick-fil-a is really i I think everybody would say they kind of know what they're doing you know with the chicken sandwich shop there they they seem to do things well you don't see a chick-fil-a ad anywhere until you're watching a college football game why do you think that is right like why are super bowl ads the most expensive ads because in the world of distractions that we live in and it's a challenge it creates opportunities but it also creates a lot of challenges for advertisers live sports is king right like it it matters because because you don't know the outcome. You can't really pause it. I mean, you can, but you don't want to, right? It's why we're so proud here at KFH to be the home of KU and Wichita State Athletics and the Chiefs radio network and all of the and the Royals and all of these things. Because it's the place where, if you're an advertiser, you can get real value. Because you know that people are listening as it happens, right? You're watching or consuming the commercials. You're listening to the commercials. So... Your Mark's focused on that. He wants Fox and ESPN because, and and this is why the West Coast is important. There's a point to all this. Because now you can control every time slot in college football, right? You get a noon window, a 3.30, a 7, and a 9.30, or whatever it is. You know, whatever those, whatever those times, 6 and a 9.30. You get all four, like all day long. For an entire day, you have this insanely valuable product that you can sell. And that's why he thinks that he can get more money is because he can extend the opportunity for these networks to sell their ads. Right now, you don't see Big 12 games at 9 o'clock 
right? So what's being paid for, you can add a, essentially an entire time slot to that. Well, yeah, that's going to have more value to a TV network if they're trying to do these deals. And that's why I think it's going to happen because I don't. what I don't think we'll see is K-State and Baylor playing at 930, right? You've got to have time zones to do that. And so I don't know how many you need to make it happen. I assume you'd need, well, at least two, right? And you could alternate those teams at home every other week. But it'd be better to probably have three or four. And I think that that's where they're going to go with this. I think they're going to get aggressive. And whether they're Pac-12 teams or Mountain West teams or whatever they are, I think that the goal will be to get a West Coast window to add to this TV deal that gives them what we call Pac-12 after dark now, right? And if you're a diehard football fan or hell, even casual after you put the kids to bed like me, right? Like you can flip it on and you got a game. It's great. The Big 12 wants that and the networks want that. And if the Big 12 is going to give it to them, they're going to take the Big 12's offer. And then the Pac-12 will be the one streaming all their games on ESPN yeah. Plus or whatever and, it is. And, and, right. And let's not forget also that the SEC, they don't have four time zones. The Big Ten, they don't have four exactly time right. zones. I mean, they will. The Big Ten will have four time zones when yeah, they add so UCLA and USC. But you know, it, you, you're basically positioning yourself alongside those conferences. And it's, it's remarkable to me. And again, this goes back to your mark and what he's been able to do so far is the the depths of despair that the Big 12 was in prior to your mark coming on board. I mean, there were national conversations about the Big 12 completely falling apart and how that, you know, where all the schools might go to. And it was Chicken Little, Texas and Oklahoma are out. And, you know, now look, look at it. Look at it now, you know, having these conversations with the brand new media rights deal. The other thing I want to point out, too, is that we've seen what Amazon can do with Thursday night football. And that's it's good, and I think it will continue to get better, uh, and that's great. But right now, as you're negotiating a media rights deal, I mean, you mentioned the fact that you've got you know all these national windows with the Big Twelve right now. A lot of non-conference football games for the Big Twelve early in the season. You have to you have to go to ESPN Plus to find them. They're not on on a broadcast network uh, right. from in in any kind of in any kind of time. And that's zone. still important and, too. Like that's still important to have too. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a it's kind of a supplemental type thing. Um, but if if you can have a, and I think that's kind of where the the Pac twelve and the Big twelve are kind of lobbying back and forth. And you know, one other thing that that Dodd's article talked about was that if the Pac twelve signs their deal that has a lot of streaming content on it, that might convince some of these schools, maybe a Utah, maybe Arizona, so on and so forth, to leave and go to the Big twelve because. These other conferences are used to having actual broadcast networks. The Big 12 is the only one right now that is, or the only major one right now, that has been heavy on streaming thus far. The other conferences aren't used to that. They don't want it. And so if the Pac-12 goes that direction, that could easily convince a couple of these other schools to come over to the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, that, that, and by the way, that direction, while when it, the decisions were made, that direction has been good for college athletics as a whole, right? You can see just about any game now, and that that does create some value too, but it's not the biggest value. It's not where the big boys play, um, right? It's just not. You want eyeballs. You want them 
if you're the schools, you want them if you're the conference, you want them if you're the TV networks. And the best way to get eyeballs still is through traditional television. And so, yeah, I mean, it matters. And the other the other thing that maybe I'll add a fourth, and I don't want, this isn't a prediction more than a suggestion. So Brett Yormark, who I assume is a, an avid listener of the show, uh, but I have a suggestion for you. Have Tuesday night football. Have a Tuesday night football game. Build it in. It's not that outrageous. You just have to give teams a bye week after they play in that game. Somehow. you got to figure out how to get them a bye. Because the other thing that provides an absurd amount of money, potentially, for your league is to get on a night where there's nothing else. Right? Why is Amazon investing billions into Thursday night football. Cause you, it's cause a standalone. You, because you can have, have the highest viewed show of the night. So now think about it that way. You don't want to compete with Monday night football. You don't want to compete with Thursday night football. You don't want to compete with Friday nights and high school football. You know the NFL's king on Sunday. You already have Saturday. That leaves Tuesday and Wednesday, right? We've already had Maction. And, and I don't watch that. But I I can almost guarantee you, I don't want to make a guarantee, if there was Power 5 football on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, I'd watch it, no matter what it was. And I, I think that most people are that way, especially now with sports wagering going all across the country. Have a Tuesday night football game. Yeah. And, and just can and, I tell and you- put it on ESPN. Right? Can I tell you right now that last Thursday night, I was much more invested, and I'm a Big 12 guy, but much more invested in Baylor, West, West Virginia right. than I was Bears Commanders. But you wouldn't have been if that was a good NFL game, right? Right. I, well, I wouldn't have been if it was a good NFL game. It was That was a product of the Bears and Commanders. Maybe Thursday night football has that kind of value too. Go for it. Like, it might, because people have to stream Thursday night football night. That might be the other aggressive play, right? Just... Just have a Thursday night football game. Just go after it that way. You know that there's going to be some spillover because not everybody's going to stream. That's not a bad idea either. I, I don't hate the idea of creative scheduling a game on another night or or to do it do Tuesday and Thursday. Like who cares, right? Do them both. It, it's it's it would make more money. So lots of predictions. I love that we are having these conversations. And not twiddling our thumbs as we were prior to. Uh, This is much, much better. Go get it done, Brett Yormark. Give us what we all want and save the Big 12. Please. 869-1240, your thoughts on that. We're going to talk a little sports wagering with our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, next on Sports Daily. On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And we welcome in Chelsea Messenger each and every Thursday about this time. Always appreciate that inside and... Uh, well, Chelsea, you know, please, for the love of God, tell me the game's going over tonight. 
just for sanity's sake. You want me to tell you that? Like, you want me to tell you that confidently? Well, I want because you're right. I don't know <laughs> if I. It's so hot. Like, how do you go? I, trend? I just what, hate it so much. Twelve and four. God, uh, I know. I really hope we don't see a dumpster fire game, but like, I don't know. I think the only sabotage factor for the under is probably these two defenses who have not been great this season. The Saints are usually a very stout defense, but not this year. And the Cardinals, I'll say their defense has, you know, looked a, a little bit better, but I don't know. I don't think a total is the way to go unless you're playing a first half under because under 21 and a half, juice to the under, minus 120. Both these teams have had real trouble getting going in the first half. In fact, Arizona, their average points per game in the first half, 4.8. And New Orleans, not much better, nine points per game in the first half. So I think if you're playing a total, you do it in the first half and you take it under. How in the world do you attack player props in this game? I mean, with the Saints and, you know, not, I mean, obviously, uh, Jameis Winston is out and who knows what's happening at wide receiver for them. And then on the Cardinals side, DeAndre Hopkins returning, Robbie Anderson, you know, now a Cardinal. Is there anybody at all on either team to feel confident about from a player prop perspective? Well, I mean, it's called gambling for a reason so <laughs> they're all gambles uh, but I think the numbers can support a couple of plays let's look at DeAndre Hopkins first because we all know at his best he is a true number one wide receiver and if you remember when he was in the lineup last year with Kyler Murray that's when Kyler Murray actually was playing like an MVP so even if people are saying well DeAndre Hopkins numbers were down last year yeah even so I mean he's still taking eyes and defensive attention uh, away from other players so maybe those players can go off but I do think it's going to be a DeAndre Hopkins kind of night or at least that's what I'm banking on because if you look at his season openers he's been really good out of the gate so this is his season debut because he's been suspended he has not been hurt it's not like he's been sitting around uh, nursing an injury in his season debuts over the last three years 30 catches 342 yards and four touchdowns in his last three season debut games so we know that DeAndre Hopkins usually gets off to a hot start. His receiving props set at 61 and a half. I think I'll take the over. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, and it, you might be in a good place on Kyler Murray, too. It's just these Thursday night games, like it's so painful to, to go for anything offensively. They've been just, you know, enlarged, especially the recent Thursday night games. But honestly... I mean, it was the Bears and Commanders, and it was the Broncos and Colts, and I don't know what anybody really expected. Cardinals and Saints seems like a little bit better of a matchup, just in general terms, than those last two we've seen. Well, I think from a defensive perspective, because I think because the Broncos have been in primetime a lot, people are seeing that, and they're the number one red zone defense, but also dead last in red zone scoring offense. So when you combine those two factors together, the fact that they're terrible in the red zone as an offense, but very good as a red zone defense, obviously it makes sense that they play a lot of under games, and we've seen that. So this is not the case for both of these teams. Like I said, both these defenses are beatable, and I think the sabotage factor, again, for the under in this one is also the fact that the Saints have been giving up a ton of explosive plays. When you're playing an under, the last thing you want is a team that gives up plays uh, or gives up points very quickly. The Saints have given up a 40-plus yard pass in five straight games. Also makes me 
uh, really like my DeAndre Hopkins play even more because I think he can get this, you know, in a couple catches if he gets off uh, one of those big catches that the Saints have been giving up. Gave up a 60-yarder to Jamar Chase of the Bengals. Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf of the Seahawks each had catches of 40 and 50 yards against the Saints. Justin Jefferson had a 41-yarder, so uh, maybe we'll see some explosive plays from the Cardinals. It's something they've lacked this season. They haven't had a single pass go over 40 yards. Maybe we see that tonight, and maybe we see some scoring. Chelsea, taking a look at the the game that we are all super interested in this weekend, Kansas City at San Francisco. The 49ers did not look good last week against the Falcons, and we all know about the shootout between Kansas City and Buffalo last weekend. 49ers are a home dog. What do you think about this game? What what are you liking when it comes to whether it's the, the line or the over-under? What do you like? Well, this line stinks to the high heavens because you see a lot of people seeing the short number on this Kansas City team that looks pretty good. They're out for revenge after a loss to the Bills. And people are thinking, why would you not take the three points or why would you not lay a short number uh, with the Chiefs? But despite 69% of the money on the Chiefs, this line's gone down. It's now two and a half. So something seems off in this one. And I'm thinking that maybe San Francisco is getting a little healthier because that was the problem going into last week's matchup is San Francisco, I think they had 10 players who were either questionable or out for last week's game so when you're talking about a team that is that banged up uh, if they can even get a couple players back which I think that's the consensus from what we've heard it sounds like Trent Williams their all pro offensive tackle should be back for this one and uh, maybe a couple other guys but I don't know that line and the movement it does not make sense it's been um it's been an interesting to watch. It, it, you know, this same thing happened with the Colts game. So I'm glad you point that out. Uh, so, Chelsea, a guy that has been a player pop prop goldmine this year, uh, played his high school football right here in Wichita. So a local kid, Brees Hall for the Jets right now. I'm telling, like I, I think he's hit his over like every week, or at least in recent weeks. When you have a rookie like that, and the Jets clearly, clearly are handing things off to him. Is he is he in a position where you just keep riding in, in betting in general, I guess, do you just keep writing things like that when they just keep going and it doesn't seem like the market's caught up? Or how do you do that? Because one, we love Brees Hall. He's been fantastic. His props are always hitting. Um, can that keep up? Well, it always depends on the number. Because at some point the books are gonna adjust and eventually the number's gonna be too high. But I think there is a way to play Brees Hall. I think he's gonna be offensive rookie of the year. Uh, he's plus 225 over at BetMGM right now. And plus, if all things are equal, the fact that the Jets, what a storyline this year, the turnaround that they have had, and plus the fact that they play in a big market, I think if all things are even between Brees Hall and, say, like Damian Pierce or somebody, I think the edge is going to go to him. So I kind of like him offensive rookie of the year. And plus, if you look at this Jets and Broncos matchup, the Broncos have a very good secondary. The Jets don't really want to pass the ball anyway. Last game, Zach Wilson threw, what, 16 times? 10 of 16 last time out. So the matchup is not good for the passing game anyway, and the Jets want to run the football. So I think it's another big week for Brees Hall. Uh, yeah, I'd play the overs. The number's not out just yet. But uh, what a season he's having. 
Sunday night football is really interesting to me this week, especially after seeing what the Steelers were able to do to the Buccaneers. And, you know, we, we know, or at least it sounds like Tua will be returning for the Dolphins. Uh, not sure exactly. And I, maybe, you know, I haven't seen the, the status of Kenny Pickett coming into this game. But uh, what do you like on Sunday night football in the primetime game? Anything intriguing to you? Here's where it's a little different from a, you know, just a, an analyt- analytical standpoint where people who know the ins and outs of football, they'll tell you, oh, it's the Dolphins all day. Just lay the seven with the Dolphins. They're the much better team. But we see this all the time in sports betting where seven is a lot of points to lay in the National Football League. We saw it with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I didn't think the Raiders would contend uh, with the Chiefs either, but that came game came down to the final uh, minutes, and the Raiders covered that seven-point spread pretty easily. So I do think it's probably the Dolphins that win, but I don't think it, I would be comfortable playing the seven. I think this it looks like maybe another primetime under, under 44-and-a-half because the Steelers' offense just – it's really hard to trust. I think the Dolphins will probably bring some pressure uh, on that offensive line that's been so bad for the Steelers. Maybe that's the way to go. But I feel like until we have some of those questions cleared up, like how Tua looks in practice, uh, who's actually going to be starting for the Steelers, I do think uh, it's probably going to be Kenny Pickett. But it's not a game that I'm running to bet on, but initial lean would probably be the under. All right, Chelsea, before we let you go, some of your favorite bets. Like, what are you playing if you've if you've looked at the early number? I know we don't have all the player props yet, but where is uh, where are your leans so far this week? Yeah, I really like the Jets, and the public is really heavy on the Jets this week at the Broncos. And I think it's because the Broncos, their worst games have been in primetime, so people kind of see it. But here's the thing. Even that primetime game when the Broncos were tied with, uh, who is it, the Chargers? You saw their faces on the sidelines, and before the game was over, none of those guys looked like they wanted to be there. They looked like they had already lost the game. Now Russell Wilson is banged up with some kind of hamstring injury. And plus, like I said, the strength of the Broncos is their secondary. And that's not something that the Jets, you know, that's not a matchup that they're trying to exploit anyway. They're a team that wants to run the football, and I think it's just a better team overall. The Broncos cannot score in the red zone. The worst red zone scoring offense in the entire NFL. I'll take the Jets getting a point point against a Broncos team that I don't want to trust right now. All right. Well, Chelsea, we appreciate it. We'll be watching that curious Chiefs line closely. Um, (laughs) Interesting. Interesting stuff. I'm going to fall for it again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm going to fall for it because I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm a sucker, but now you got me worried. We always appreciate it. Well, Thank it you so much. Like no problem. It just seems like a short line for sure. We'll see how it pans out, but I think I'm just going to stay away. And, you know, if the Chiefs win by $11 billion, uh, we can say we called it, but at least I won't lose any money if some chaotic stuff happens like it did in that Colts game. Thanks for having me. Have a great week. Thanks, Chelsea. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports betting insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Hey, speaking of the BetMGM app, there's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code JACOB200, J-A-C-O-B-200, when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. 
Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code JACOB200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Tommy and I will be back. We'll talk about some of these bets, some of our favorites, as we look ahead to the early portion of the week next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, okay, take it easy. We're going on the air. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Always appreciate Chelsea Messenger jumping on. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald, our K-State insider, coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, let's piggyback on some of the betting talk. And by the way, uh, as far as NFL and you know bets and just in general, we're going to bring a wealth of knowledge into the program tomorrow um, at 10 o'clock, top of the second hour. Trey Wingo joins us again. Uh, we had Trey on earlier in the season. We'll have him in. Glad to do that. The timing of his visits will all be a lot of fun because we'll sort of be able to refocus and take stock and do those things. So that's coming up tomorrow at 10. Uh, Kenny Pickett practiced yesterday in full, Tommy. I assume that means he can play because I don't think you can practice um, if you're in the protocol. So if Kenny Pickett plays, and they're also getting Fryermuth back this week, I actually love the over on Sunday Night Football. That's one of my favorite bets of the week because Tua's back too. And when Pickett and Tua for each of those teams has been there, those offenses have been pretty good. Yeah, I just wonder how effective Tua is going to be. 
And, you know, he's got a ton of talent around him, obviously. That's what made has made the Dolphins so good this season when they've been at full strength. But I just wonder, coming back, uh, what that's going to look like. Um, I'm nervous about that that spread. Uh, I don't I don't know. And, and I after don't like we the saw, spread at all. Yeah, I right. don't like and, the and spread. After, after what the Steelers did to, to Tampa Bay last weekend, um, man, I don't know. There, there are too many uncertainties coming into this game health-wise with Tua. I don't trust it right now. Um, and and because of that, I also don't think I trust the over just because I don't know how the Dolphins are going to play. I, I think, it, it, and look, it's a gamble for sure, and I get it, and I, and, and I get what Chelsea was telling us last segment too. I, I think for me, though, if – in a concussion, if those guys, you know, unless they're concussed again, which is always possible, right? But, like, if those guys were playing in a normal week, I think this number, the way we've seen, like, the Steelers' defense really struggle this year and Miami be really explosive offensively, I think that number would be more like a, you know, 49-50 type number. So I just see some value there potentially. But it's obviously all the risks are there. Maybe it's an avoid. I think I, I, think I, I, think I stuck it with the Chiefs. Um, and the Cowboys, I, and I meant to ask Chelsea about the Cowboys. The Cowboys seem like a bet everybody loves this week, which is always a little bit spooky. Um, but man, the way their defense has been playing, and the way Detroit's defense has really struggled, albeit they're coming out of a bye, Cowboys by seven feels like another good one. I'm I'm on that. I'm on the Chiefs, and I'm on that over on Sunday Night Football as far as my early takes on the NFL week. I don't know what to do tonight. Um, I think because there's always the boosters and BetMGM has its first touchdown and all those kinds of things, I think I'm on the Arizona side, I think, with DeAndre Hopkins back. And I'm wondering, too, if Hopkins isn't the play on the first touchdown. Um, We always mess with the first touchdown because you get it as an insurance bet on BetMGM. I usually take long shot, long shot plays on there. I think that DeAndre Hopkins is the second favorite um, on that. But for the reasons she explained, you know, I was going to take somebody like Zach Ertz. Maybe, maybe Hopkins is the play. I don't know. Hopkins is an interesting dynamic to what's a relatively interesting, if not for all the wrong reasons, team in Arizona tonight. I mean, Last year, he he was the cure to what ailed them. When he was there, they were great. When he wasn't, they were not. What are the chances that's the same way this year? Well, I think what's a little interesting with this game on Thursday or tonight uh, with the Saints is that those targets have to go somewhere, right? And they've got, what, a a couple of receivers that are out. And so it's just a matter of guessing, you know, who's going to get those targets, who's going to get those catches, for New Orleans, um, I wonder if there's a player prop bet in there that makes sense for Taysom Hill because um, he he's everywhere. You know, he's the Swiss Army knife. Um, so th- there might be something, but I think and ask me ask me again in like eight hours. But right now, I think I'm totally staying away uh, from the game. That might change when we actually get into it, and you know, I I decide I want to bet something crazy. But right now, I don't have anything uh, on the game tonight. That'll probably change. As far as an, a game I'm looking at on Saturday that is interesting to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I know that Carolina is in a fire sale, but I wonder, I mean, right now I'm looking at Carolina plus 11, and I think they can cover that. They didn't look good last week, but they did early. Like early against the Rams, they looked solid. They weren't able to keep it going. 
I, I wouldn't be shocked if they could cover that 11. I, I generally speaking, and this isn't like a hard and fast rule for me, but I don't mess with double digit spreads in the NFL. Did the Steelers, the Steelers obviously didn't cover theirs against the Bills. They didn't come close. Um, yeah. There haven't been a lot of them this year. I, I don't, I don't, especially at home. Are you kidding me? 11? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't touch this. I don't know what in the world, and we meant to talk about this earlier in the week. It'll be a good topic to hit on with Trey Wingo tomorrow. But Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers from last year to this year, and it, it, it's really strange. It's really strange. And it's not like they're, you know, it's not like they're playing bad, right? They're just not playing well. And it's a little bit odd. We suspected this, though. Like, I, I almost think we're falsely surprised by this because we knew that the Buccaneers were going to struggle on the offensive line with all the injuries they've had there, right? Like, we knew that going into the year. We knew Rodgers was working with some really inexperienced receivers. I mean, maybe this shouldn't surprise us that much. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd tell you. You're saying you would take the Panthers or you would fade yeah, the game? Yeah, no, I think the Panthers can cover that. Yeah, the way their defense is playing, I think they can. Um, you know, Tom Brady just isn't throwing touchdowns, but he has not been. Again, I wouldn't qualify him as, as playing bad. I, I just think he hadn't thrown a lot of touchdowns, and their offense hasn't been explosive. And, you know, for back-to-back MVP-type seasons for he and Rodgers, they're far from that this year. It's interesting. We'll get into all of that stuff with Trey Wingo tomorrow. Excited to have him back on. Uh, we're going to go college football as we move forward here on Sports Daily. We talked about the Big 12 news off the top of the show. KFH Radio uh, is the place to go for that. Tim Fitzgerald has always got good perspective on that kind of stuff, too. So we'll get into K-State's biggest game of the year, maybe the game of the year in the Big 12 up to this point. And we'll get into some of that Big 12 stuff with Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. That's next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.